0: Welcome to Ujvala Radio, a show dedicated to love and passion, and the power they have to transform our lives. Now, find a comfortable place to sit, relax, and enjoy the show. And now, here's Terry and Robin. We are glad to have you with us. This is Reverend Terry Power, and you are listening to Ujvala Radio on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. And I am joined tonight, as almost every every uh, show, uh, with, by my beautiful and talented wife and partner and best friend and just everything to me. Uh, Robin, how you doing in there?
1: Hi, honey. I'm doing well.
0: All right. And tonight, this is—we're we're very excited. Uh, yes, we are. Uh, one of our uh, one of our teachers from uh, the uh, Yoga Veda Institute and one of the co-founders actually is going to be with us tonight, and he is going to be talking about uh, some spiritual stuff. And he, he's got a new program uh, that he's starting, and he's also wanting to talk about how uh, yoga can be applied to help us de-stress and deal with all the stuff that's going on out there in the world right now so looking forward to having that conversation he'll be with us for an hour tonight so uh, quick uh, quick bit of um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for I'm drawing a blank uh, uh, the, housekeeping yeah housekeeping that's the word I was looking for <laughs> housekeeping thank you darling
1: you're uh, welcome this is what I'm here for
0: uh, bit of housekeeping, Uh, we do have a call-in number for uh, if you want to call in and talk to Andy, ask any questions, uh, you can call us at 646-564-9714. And remember, if you're calling in from outside the U.S., uh, you will call in with a plus one, then the 646-564-9714. And... Uh, Get in the, uh, you'll get into the uh, screening room and we'll talk with you and then bring you on to talk to Andy. And there's also, those of you that are logged into uh, the Blog Talk Radio link, there is a chat room and you can post your questions in the chat room. So with all of that said and without further ado, uh, let's bring in Andy Betancourt. and uh, hey Andy, welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight?
2: Hello, Terry. I'm very well. Thanks for having me.
1: Hi, Andy. Glad you're here.
0: Yeah. Hello. Thank you very much for being with us. Thank you for inviting. So, so yeah, there's um, a whole lot going on, and you know, of course, we got to know you initially because you are one of the uh, founders of the Yoga Veda Institute, and I know you're not normally the person that talks about this kind of stuff. But uh, can you tell us just, you know, in you know, a minute or so, a little bit about you and a little bit about the uh, Yoga Veda Institute?
2: Well, um, that's a great question. I, I would like to tell you more about the mission and, and why we started this project. Uh, about me, well, probably people are not that interested in knowing too much about me. But what I do, <laughs> that's what I think it matters, you know. So um, we started this project about ten years ago, eleven years ago, with one clear intention. It was to make yoga and Ayurveda accessible to people that never even heard or considered doing this, and and that's that's quite a a, a challenging uh, plan. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: we're being, we have been uh, doing our best to, to reach those people that never heard of yoga or higher beta before. And the reason is simple. Um, it's those people that never heard about it uh, the ones that can benefit the most of it. And understanding right. that yoga is not a. Um, religion, nor is a um, selective practice that requires you to stop being who you are, but rather that invites you to achieve who you can really be. Um, the institute, what do we do? Well, we, we teach Ayurveda. We teach yoga. Uh, we function mostly online. We have a team of amazing teachers that are extremely qualified. To, to share the, the teachings of yoga and
0: Ayurveda.
2: Um, I don't know if that helps.
0: No, that's good. That's good. I, I mean, we love the mission, and we love uh, being a part of everything that's going on and how everything seems to be uh, geared with, you know, with the heart center and you know geared toward accessibility and making sure that people are getting what they need. And that this is reaching people. And it's very exciting to be a part of that. And we're honored uh, to, to be a part of this class. So thank you again for everything you've done. And we're loving your philosophy class, by the way. Thank you. Um, so, um, you know, before the show, we were talking briefly about, you know, there's just, there is a lot going on in the world. There's a lot of stuff that is making people very nervous. Yeah. Very anxious, the 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 COVID nineteen you know pandemic, and then going straight from that, we're starting to overcome that a little bit, and then straight into all of this violence, and um, you know violence in all directions. I mean, it's just so polarized, and you know, you know, you and I both know that finding a a center, a calm place in the middle, is is one of the keys to uh, you know each of us individually getting through this. And I know you're working on a program. Uh could you share a little more about what you're doing. Well we're
2: um, I'm not sure if, if the program I, I'm thinking is, is the one you're you're referring to, uh the, the coaching program. Is that the one?
0: I uh, yes. That's what I was referring okay. to. Robin did okay. you have something?
1: Yeah, I think that's what um, Casey had mentioned in an email about, you know, when we first started talking about this.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We have been working for a while on um, uh, developing a program that allows people to, at the same time that they learn the tools and apply them to themselves, they also get enough tools to go out there and share them with others. So mm-hmm. this coaching program, which is, is not as far from done yet, but we're, we're getting there. It's, it's working under those premises. It's to understand and, and to make people understand that the key to change is not in focusing on the outside, but focusing on the inside, which means I'm going to, I have to, I have a commitment to apply the teachings and the practices to myself. And then as I do that, I will learn through practice.
1: And as mm-hmm. I learn to
2: practice, then I feel more confident to actually go into the world and share that with the world, having mm-hmm. the right tools. A problem, where, I could say a problem, but it's, it's, that's just a way of, of, of seeing it. But a situation we're, we're having in the world right now is, is and I don't want to sound too harsh, but not, we all think we know everything. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. is due to the, the, the excessive amount of information that is out there. Mm-hmm. So we can get to know things through an intellectual point of view, yeah? through an intellectual experience. I, mean, mm-hmm. I understand it intellectually. I, I read it. I can even repeat it. Yeah? But the, the experience, the practice part, is lacking. Mm-hmm. yeah and there is so much information coming in that, and, and so good information that i'm I'm in a rush to to spit it out and and share it and it comes from a great space, from a space of we want others to experience this, but we are skipping the actual experience to ourselves so this is this is one key portion of this program that I feel. Is is missing in in some cases, and I'm generalizing, so so don't don't get me wrong. Uh, but anyhow, we choose to focus on showing the importance of practice in yoga is is crucial. Practice is crucial. If there is no practice, there is no amount of knowledge that will get you through the the this this um, experience of life.
1: Right. And, you know, I, I, tell, I tell people all the time that this is an experiential path. You've got to experience this before you can truly grasp it. I mean, you can, anybody can read a book, but until you started to practice it, it doesn't mean the same thing.
2: Absolutely.
1: Mm.
0: And that applies to most things in life. And I believe that's what you're saying is, you know, we, we read all of this stuff, we get bombarded with all of this information coming at us from all directions on the internet and we go, you know, spitting it back out and sharing it with our friends, but we're not processing it internally. We're not making it a part of us. And until we really do that and take, take it with all of our filters and, and, you know, really, you know, think it through and internalize it, then we're really not getting the full experience. We're just becoming tape recorders. And that just adds yeah. to that adds to the noise and the cacophony.
2: Absolutely, and something people often um, overlook is how simple these practices are, and mm-hmm. and how how easy you can get results from them if you just do them. And mm-hmm. we have I've noticed in my practice uh, as as a life coach that uh, people have a tendency to to put obstacles where there, there weren't obstacles before, to, to find it has to be complex and difficult and challenging because otherwise why haven't done it, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and often we go through this process without even um, – we, we go through this process in an unconscious way. We don't even realize we're going through this process of, of creating obstacles for ourselves, and, and seeing, well, I haven't done it yet. And the the, the more age you gain, uh, in other words, the older you get, the more challenging it becomes. Because then the question of why I haven't done it yet, and the answer that our subconscious gives is, well, because it, it, it's probably very hard, and that's why you haven't done it. And, and it's mm-hmm. just a way of justifying the choices we have been making. In, in yoga, there, there is a teaching that... That is is exclusive to this subject, and and that teaches us that we must understand that the the commitment to the practice is is related to the small and simple choices we make in our daily life, because that is the practice. It's mm-hmm. when uh, there's a simple teaching in yoga which it, it tells you. Every time you're about to do something, just question it and see, where is this going to take me? Is this going to benefit? Is it going to make my life? Is it it going to enhance my life? Is it going to benefit my life? Is it going to take me closer to that space of fulfillment and inner peace that we're all looking for? If it's not, then you should double check that and you should
1: Mm -hmm. maybe
2: go a different path.
0: Exactly. Oh, that's that's really cool. Um, and, yeah, if it's, if it's not going to bring you peace, then maybe don't do it. Mm-hmm. And
2: there is where the, the challenging um, situation arises because we are beings of habit. So you get, mm-hmm. you get used to habits. And once you get used to a habit, it becomes part of your subconscious mind it, it brings pleasure to, to you, and, and is, is a challenge to move away from that. And, of course, yoga also has teachings for that and practices for that. But the, the challenge itself is to make the choice in those microseconds. It's, it's in those 100,000 choices you have to make every day. And, of course, it, it, it might sound overwhelming when we say 100,000 choices, <laughs> but remember is is one one step at a time is one choice at a time not 100,000 no so right
0: and, and so you were suggesting what i what i think i heard you say is that you're suggesting that that habits will lead us to patterns of behavior that even consciously we know is not going to bring us peace we know in fact is going to be detrimental to our to our peace and our health and our livelihood, and yet through habit, we will continue to do these things because our mind holds us hostage. And
2: And so the habit is is bringing you uh, a sense satisfaction. It's bringing satisfaction to your senses. So that is the hook in between the habit and us repeating the action over and over.
0: And yoga has ways to teach us to break those habits, to take control of our mind and, and overcome these things?
2: Absolutely. And, and, and uh, there are very elaborate practices, but the one practice that, that we often overlook is the most simple one. And that's why I, I said a few minutes ago, we overlook the simplicity of life. And we think that it has to be a real elaborate and hard and complicated and complex practice. Because otherwise why I haven't discovered it yet? Why I haven't mastered it yet? We the, that's the first we call we can call it demon that we have to face is accepting that it's very simple and I just because of unawareness choose not to do it in a space of unawareness i choose to do these other things i have kids right now and i can see how the way we are we are teaching them to to be in this world is is not the way that i was taught yeah it's not it's not the conscious way that I would start. And I can see it in their own experience that it's challenging, but the teachings remain simple. We live in a world that operates under the same conditions we are describing right now, unawareness, lack of mindfulness. And so you don't have to only overcome your own personal uh, challenges as a human being but you also have to overcome the external challenges of the society or the community that you're part of. And this is why it's so important to be very mindful of the environment we exist in, what you hang out with, the, the mm-hmm. job, the, the place you live in, the books you read, the shows you watch. This is, this is of extreme importance because those little things are sending constant messages to our subconscious mind. Now, mm-hmm. the question arises on, am I willing to make the choices? Some people call them sacrifices. I don't think that is the correct word, but we can also say, well, if you want to use that word. But are we willing to make the, the choices that are going to take us to this space of awareness, this space of inner peace, or the opposite one? And, and that is the question that every practitioner must make to themselves before they decide, yes, I want to do this. Because it is not a one-time thing. This is not about sitting down for 10 or 20 minutes a day and meditating. This is about your your whole life. Yoga and doing yoga involves your whole life. Now, this also sounds a little overwhelming because Well, I have to completely change who I am. I said earlier, no, you don't have to change who you are. You have to realize who you are and understand that what you think you are is only a material and temporary representation of this thing you consider yourself, that you are something unchangeable, that you are beyond the, the likes and dislikes, beyond the desires of your senses beyond the problems that you face in your life. You are something that goes beyond any of these impermanent things.
0: Cool. I like the way you said that.
1: Gives new meaning to the simple phrase, (laughs) all things will pass. You know, this too will pass. My grandmother used to say that a lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, well, and you
2: see uh, in long... those sayings I'm sorry Terry, go ahead
0: No, I was just going to say No, you're, you're, uh, you're absolutely right I was going to say that for a long time Robin and I have been teaching a Something very simple like Sit down, shut up and listen And just listen to the divine Listen to yourself, listen to Whatever, but just Sit down and shut up and listen And, and so many times You find peace just in the listening, in the simple listening,
1: slowing down, absolutely. listening, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: Yeah, you know, we absolutely. ask for help all the time, but we, you know, we we don't listen to answers, and we're just beating the drum and asking and asking. If we don't stop talking long enough to listen, we get nothing,
2: absolutely. So, yes,
0: you know, so you're saying, you, slow you down, asked
2: me, you asked me before the show, um if if yoga could help with um, illnesses like depression and um, anxiety and, and and these these comments you're making right now are are the the answer to, to that question is slowing down is going into silence going into that calm space within you and Simply doing that, which is a practice of yoga, is called mauna, is silence, is is retreating, is the actual uh, definition of retreating in yoga. When you are in a space of what depression and anxiety are described in 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 these traditions as unbalances of the mind, they should not be treated as something that arises out of nowhere. And that needs to be treated separately When we take, start with habits Like taking the time to be quiet, silent Taking the time to practice a prayer A meditation or whatever is of your choice When you're taking the time to observe As Terry mentioned When you're taking the time to look at how nature works then you will start receiving these answers. And they might not come with the description you require them, which is why we must be open. We must be open to receive the teaching in, in the way that life or God, if that's your, 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 choose, your, your word of, of, of choosing, the, the, of representing these higher uh, entities, in that, in the way that these teachings have been sent to us, not in the way that we expect them
0: to. Yeah, they very often don't come the way we expect. And yes, so that, that, that's that's the beauty of it, is that very often it comes from uh, a sideways kind of source, and something will happen that will guide us. Uh, another thing that that uh, Robin and I teach is about not. To not getting up in the morning and starting with social media. Don't start with the bad news. Uh, Don't start with with the noise. Uh, Get up and start with a positive morning. And if you have to go look at the news, look at it later. But I try not to look at the news at all because it's just going to make me mad.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I believe in the power of being informed. But, again, we have to know how much is enough. And nobody can tell you how much is enough uh, before it happens, no? But we can see it after when you see oh, you're spending too much time watching the news. You can see it after because you're seeing that person developing a sense of anxiety, yeah? Developing a yeah. sense of, of worrisome, yeah? And then I can see, okay, yeah. you might need a break. And and this is the thing. This is where I, I make an attempt when not teaching yoga to explain this concept in the most simple way, and, and it's not that challenging, it's not that hard, and we can all do it. We can all teach yoga, we can all practice yoga without mentioning one word of Sanskrit. All we need to is do, like you mentioned just a second ago, develop certain practices that allow us to remain in a space of, of balance. And from that space of balance, Life God The universe Will give you Those answers That you are looking for Even if you didn't know You were looking for
0: Very nice
1: So Andy If Somebody listening uh, Tonight Is thinking They're feeling overwhelmed By everything going on In the world What would be One or two simple things That you would suggest for them to focus on or things they can do to try to improve how they're feeling cuz I am hearing like you, you you mentioned it earlier too a lot of feedback from people feeling overwhelmed by everything and i mean is there you know, an asana is there a mantra is there something they can do at home that will make them feel a little better some small thing uh,
2: yeah absolutely the uh... Some people might be uh, disappointed because I don't approach these kind of questions in the traditional way. And uh, The traditional way is to recommend just one practice and move on with that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not just adding more noise to what uh, Terry was saying before using Terry's words. This is just adding more noise. We have to realize, and there is a practical teaching in Job, <coughs> and that is replacing what is not working for something that is working. Yeah? So replacing a habit that is not beneficial for a habit that's beneficial. That is one. So, but to in order for me to do that, I first need to take the time to notice what is not working. I give you an example. I realized that after I watch the news at seven in the morning and spend two hours of my day, the first two hours of my day watching the news, I notice that I get anxious. I get worried, and I notice that when I woke up, I wasn't in that state. So th- th- that's the first portion of that. So mm-hmm. I already noticed, right? The second portion is, okay, I'm in acceptance that this is not a habit that is bringing me inner peace. Now I'm going to replace it. What am I going to replace it with? Okay. That is honestly up to the person because what makes me feel in a space of inner peace might not work for other people. So I might say, I might give you a list of of, um, things. You can wake up in the morning and do your asana. You say, I don't even know what that word means, Andy. Okay, perfect. Don't do asana. Wake up and go for a walk. We know what that is. Oh, I cannot walk. I don't live in a place where I can walk. Okay, you can wake up and have a very gentle routine of exercises in the morning, yeah, you can do deep breathings, breathe deep in, in uh, counts of um, equal counts, meaning if you're breathing deep in four, uh, you're excelling in four. And you, you do ten in, ten out. We all can do that. We all can breathe. And you do that for three, five minutes. And do a little bit of something that you consider exercise for you, and I would go more for a gentle form of exercise, nothing uh, high impact. Uh, you have a bicycle. Go for a bicycle run. Uh, some people might say, you know what, I don't have time for any of that. Um, I have, I'm have. i sorry to uh, disagree with you, but unless, and <laughs> I'm here I'm, I'm, I'm generalizing, I know some people are really, really busy and truly have very little time for themselves. Now, here's the thing. Then you need to make a plan to change your life. Because if you have no time for yourself (laughs) in in the sense of doing these little things that are going to make your life better in the morning, in the evenings,
1: you need to
2: make your life different. You need to change your life. And you have the power to do that. We all have the power to do that. It's true that we all have different conditions and circumstances that sometimes tie us to certain responsibilities. But the question here is, who got yourself, how did you end up there? You got yourself there with your choices. So that's another another realization that I have to give to myself is say, okay, I am living this reality because I put myself here for good or for bad, I was aware or not, I'm here, and now I have the power to change this. I can change this reality, understanding that the premise on this is that a human being that does not allow himself or herself to take the time to retreat will never find inner peace and contentment and balance. So that is the premise. It's not whether if I can or not. This, this is like the physics and mathematics in our world. They, they function in a very specific way. And I say in our world because outside of our world, they might be different. And it's been proven that some, somehow they are in some cases. Anyhow, um, yeah. tracking. we have to understand that this journey begins from within. And the most important practice is that of bringing more and more self-awareness, expanding your consciousness. How do you do this? Now it, they call it mindfulness. Yeah? The, the, everything I'm talking about right now can be resuming one word, mindfulness, and that's a word that most of us are very used to. Actually, in the Google, is, uh, in, term, in, in, spiritual inter, in, in spiritual terms, I'm sorry, Is one of the most researched words, uh, mindfulness. Anyhow, uh, creating a practice of
0: mindfulness is
2: going to allow me to see what I need to change in my life. So before I go into practice this, practice that, this practice is amazing, I would say develop a practice and a habit of mindful living. What does that translate in? I'm going to notice brings me inner joy, inner peace. What brings contentment to my life? Understanding that these words I mentioned right now are not related to temporary and material pleasure. They're not related to the, 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 the joy you feel from eating an ice cream, which I love very much. But I'm not referring to that. I'm referring to this higher um, practices that that take us to this higher sense of experience in life that allows me to feel in a way that I say I'm I'm good. I need nothing, and everything that I go for is is not really necessary. But I just put that challenge there for me to go for. Hello.
0: Hey, Andy. Can you still Hello. hear me?
2: Yeah, I can hear you now
0: Okay, yeah um, Everything dropped out on us (laughs) The direct connect link The direct connect link dropped Me and Robin I'm calling back in on the phone to keep the show going Wow, that was fun Um, Hey, why don't we uh, Use this opportunity Take a short break I'm going to play a little bit of music in the background And we will uh, Come back here In just a few minutes and pick up the conversation where we left off. And thanks everybody for being with us. Thanks for sticking with us during the um, uh, during the hang up there, if whatever happened. Uh, stick around. We're going to play a little bit of music. And we'll be right back after this. Mm-hmm. you for listening to Ujvala Radio on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. And now, back to the show. And welcome back, everybody. This is Reverend Terry Power, and you are listening to Ujvala Radio on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. And we are glad that you're with us tonight. Uh, thank you for being here, and also uh, I want to welcome back our guest, uh, Andy and, uh of the Yoga Beta Institute. And we've been having a great conversation, but I do want to remind people that you can call in and ask your questions at 646-564-9714 and ask, uh, ask any questions of uh, Andy or uh, Robin or myself. And, you know, we'll be happy to uh, do the best we can to answer. Uh, Also, you can uh, come in on the chat room and uh, ask any questions there. So, uh, Andy, uh, before the break we were talking about, you know, getting up in the morning and getting started. You were talking about uh, a little light exercise. You know, Robin and I get up in the morning and we do, you know, um, sun salutation and uh, a little bit of meditation in the morning. Uh, You were talking about, you know, other practices that people might have for movement in the morning. Yes.
2: Yeah, so um, going back to that question, is I like to bring it out of the space of yoga. And what I mean with this is to let people know that they don't need to know about yoga. They don't need to be experts in yoga. They only need to have a commitment to develop habits in their lives that are beneficial for themselves. So that's what I mean, that when you wake up in the morning, you don't know what asana is, fine. Go for a jog, bicycle, a little exercise routine. Sit down and put quiet music, uh, whether it's uh, those that are called yoga music, meditation music, uh, some classical music are excellent to calm the life, to calm your mind, to allow you to internalize. It is very important before we start our day to bring ourselves to a space that allows us to be ready to deal with the day. So you don't have to do asana, but it's important to have a routine. Routines are very, very, very important. So have a routine that includes some form of physical exercise that includes some form of internalization. That means I'm going to sit down here and be quiet for a few moments. I'm not going to think about what I have to do later, nor of what I had to do before. So, yoga, of course, have tools, the mantras, uh, there are specific uh, chantings, but you don't need them in order to, of course, they are very effective, but you don't need them. All you need is to have the understanding that you are going to create a space in which for, four, for five minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes, you are not going to think about the future or the past. You're going to remain present. You're going to listen to your breath. This is the mm-hmm. most simple, basic, and most useful exercise. Remember, we talk about simplicity. The breath is one of mm-hmm. the greatest allies we have. So sit down right. and, and listen to your breath. Follow your breath for five or ten minutes. At first the mind is going to say, this is boring, what am I doing? But later you're going to start noticing the benefits. You're going to start noticing that you go on in your day and you, you feel more patient. You feel more empathic. You feel more active. You feel more connected. You feel more react- less reactive. That is what we're all aiming for. How often you go on your day and you say, oh, I wish I didn't react like that. Oh, I wish, I, I wish, I wish, I wish. And mm-hmm. developing these this very simple practices in the morning helps us with that. The challenge is not in the practice itself. The, the challenge is in creating the habit, in doing it every day, in doing it as much as I can so the habit becomes unconscious, And then I can just simply move on And throughout the day, I invite you also to practice mindfulness, to practice being in the moment, being present. Don't try to change yourself from one day to the other. Observe yourself first. Learn yourself. Know yourself. Understand yourself through observation, not through judgment, through observation. And you're going to start noticing. And that noise is going to start getting louder. Oh, this habit is not bringing positive things to my life. And you might say, I don't know how to change it. And at least now you're aware of it, and that yes. is it will it will be much more valuable than any practice. Um, I mean, physical practice, an asana practice, or a breathing exercise that that I could teach you that it will, yeah, for sure be beneficial. But my point here is if we don't change those very simple things that we repeat over and over in our life, the one exercise we do in the morning or in the evening is not going to create or generate enough momentum to generate the, the lifetime change, if that makes sense.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, very cool. I mean, we, you know, we're we're trying to teach people some of the same stuff. You know, we've got to, um, yeah. You know, basically, we try to get people to unplug a little bit, and like you're saying, that quiet time, you know, five minutes to begin with, ten minutes, you know, and really listening. Uh, there's so much guidance that we can get from that. That, um, you know, we don't. Uh, you know, we don't have to have this really complicated practice. Just sit down, shut up, and listen. So that's yeah. very, very cool. Thank. you. Um, so now I recall that you have been teaching not just the philosophy class, but you've had another another program going on a a, a healing. Um, yeah. It is. It is completely skipping my mind. But the 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 health and healing program that you've been that you've had going on. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, it, it's called the Self-Healing Program. Um, that's a program that, that we started about um, eight years, some nine, nine years ago. And um, it's, it's a program that I, that I um, received from one of my teachers uh, and, and includes certain practices one of them is is a breathing technique that is called the sacred breath, and and that is the, the that is the column, that is the, the the spine of that program is the sacred breath technique. Um, mm. And what we do, or what I do in in, in that uh, program, uh, together with uh, the person that that enrolls for the program, that's a one-on-one program. Uh, it's basically uh, that's also a, a um, on-site program means the person needs to come to me um, mm-hmm. w- what we do is, is we go through these processes we, we break down all of these um, uh, preconceived ideas of what I am and we like an onion peel all of the different layers until we reach to the core of who you really are and then from there we start building Some techniques that we use is is the ones that I was sharing with you, is to make a list of what is actually useful in my life and what is not. What are my needs? That's the way I call it, my needs versus my desires or my wants. Yes, the things I want. I want Mm -hmm. a lot of things. I desire a lot of things. Uh, But if I don't understand what my needs are, then I will mix them, blend them, and go on in my life fulfilling them both as if they're equally important. And uh, if we don't fulfill our needs, then everything else just falls apart. So it's important that when you're peeling this onion and getting to the core of who you really are, uh, you realize what needs are. And we all share needs as human beings. And then also you have very specific needs as individuals. So we get to that point, and then we use the breath, the sacred breath that I mentioned, um, and and the breath has a very powerful effect of clearing out the mind, and allowing people to see things for what they are. And when you're in that space, it's a lot easier to create, to dispose what is, what is not really mine and to replace it with something new. So that's basically what that program is about.
1: very okay. okay. A lot of wisdom, a lot of wisdom there. It sounds like you were saying before, so simple, but it is really, very deep. And, you know, it's, there's a lot of, as I said, just a lot of wisdom there. Thank you, Andy.
0: No problem. So... Um, yeah, you, know, you were also working on a on a class uh, on Thursdays, and I think it may be just about finishing up with the spiritual health and healing.
2: Yes, that's correct. Uh, this is the second round that we have of this class. So We had a round last year, and it lasted for um, the, the whole semester. And um, it wasn't surprisingly uh, a succeed, a success. It was it was um, people found it very useful, so we decided to do it again um, using a slightly different format. Uh, and and that class is is basically what we could say is a is a simplified version of of the self healing program that, that it allows us to go through this process of peeling the onion. Um, it's a combination also of the coaching program in the sense that um, or, or we're, we're putting elements of that program there in the sense that people are coming also to find tools they can share with their clients. So um, it, what, what's interesting is that some people come trying to find tools for their clients, and they end up finding tools for themselves, which is, is um, <laughs> again, the, the premise of our teachings is, the, the work on your own never ends, you know, so the more you realize about yourself, the more you will be able to help other people.
0: Well, absolutely. I mean, if you're running on empty, you've got nothing left to give to others, and, you know, you you, know, you were talking earlier about taking care of ourselves, and if we're not taking care of ourselves, then we're not going to be able to take care of those that depend on us, so, absolutely. you know, the, the our first responsibility in in so many ways needs to be taking care of ourselves you know our of our, our individual yeah. selves and you know that spiritually physically emotionally um, you know good good routine in the morning you know Robin and I have been teaching a, a whole series on you know dinacharya and okay. you know getting up in the morning and and you know going through the the you know, the routine of, of hygiene and self-massage and all of that. So, you know, that ties in with what you're, with, with what you're talking about, is that yeah, we've got to take that, care that of ourselves people, first.
2: Some people um, think that that is uh, selfish, uh, that spending too much time to, uh, uh, given to yourself is selfish. Uh, but, but here what we need to understand is that you're not spending time to fulfill your senses your lower self, mm-hmm. yeah, to indulge mm-hmm. in mundane pleasures. You're spending time on yourself to, to enhance, to, to, to expand your level of awareness and your understanding of life. And that is where you're going to get what you need, not only to, to expand yourself, but also to go out and, and make a change in the world.
1: And it also ties into, I would imagine, you're the you know much more about this than I do, but it's you know it's it's reminiscence of uh, things that I have read about people needing to find their dharma, find your purpose, and you know you talked about that in the philosophy class a little bit, and so if you're not taking care of yourself and you know creating as healthy a human as you can. Um, and, and, and that means, like everything that Terry was saying, you know, spiritually, emotionally, your dharma, you're not going to be able to find your dharma because you won't be ready for it. You won't be listening. You won't be available and open to it. Um, and, you know, I'm sure that there are people at home going, what is she talking about? What's dharma? Um, so maybe you <laughs> could, am, am I right that that is a little bit involved?
2: Um, yeah, absolutely. I I mean, my but for those that are listening and are wondering what dharma is, and and I, I, I make an attempt in this call to not uh, use uh, too many yogic terms uh, to not confuse or feel uh, people that they don't belong. Yeah. So um right. dharma is just it's just this this expression in in, in particularly in, in Hinduism, but also in, in other um, Traditions in in the East of what is that keeps the world moving? What is the order? What are these laws that allow things to move? And and when you realize those laws, then you must act in, and accordingly to those laws. And that's that's one way of seeing Dharma. the 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 Western understanding of Dharma is that of uh, what is my duty? What is my, what am I supposed to do in the world? Yeah, but mm-hmm. I don't like that one to be the introduction to Dharma because it takes us into the what I call the lower self, the ego, and it takes mm-hmm. us away from the higher self, the one that allows us to understand that we are part of the same, that we come from the same particle. Uh, that, that the creation particle, whether you see it in a in a physics way, yeah, if you're using physics concepts, or you're using spiritual concepts, we all come from the same source. It is mm-hmm. proven right now by by astrophysics that we all come from the same um, small explosion that they call the Big Bang. That we all come from that. And that that explosion that at some point was energy contained in a very, very small space made everything that exists in the universe. Mm -hmm. And this can be explained also in spiritual ways. The point being, when I focus too much on me as an individual, I forget that I am not really me as an individual. That this me as an individual is a short experience. It's a temporary and illusory experience. It doesn't make it less important, but it makes me sidetrack and not focus on what really matters. And what really matters is me realizing the connectivity, how connected I am to everything around me, and how much what I do is related to something that's happening outside, and how much what I do also affects the outside. This goes back to what we were talking about. We create our own reality. This is another concept that people get caught up in and and goes either too much to the right or too much to the left. And what Mm -hmm. I mean with this, we have this, there is a portion of our brains that that, uh, enjoys thinking in a black and white form or in a black and white format. And and that portion sometimes is useful and sometimes is not very useful. And when we go into this argument of I am or I am not, yeah, we're going, we're using that portion of our brain. So it's important to recognize that ultimately I am part of something else, like a, dr- a drop of water or, or a cup of water of the ocean. It does not stop mm-hmm. in the ocean, yeah, And it it might feel a sense of individuality, but it still has the same molecules and the same things that the ocean itself. And that's no difference from us. So when we talk about Dharma, why am I here, my purpose to exist? It's important that we begin this conversation by realizing, well, I am here to be a human being, to experience this human experience. (laughs) <laughs> Not to find out whether I should be a doctor or an architect or whether I should live in Germany or in the United States. Those are very mundane things that you will find the answer to it if you just take five minutes, as, I, as we said before, and yeah. allow the answers to come. But we must remain point... focused on what matters.
0: Go ahead.
1: Right,
0: right. and the point, of, the point of living is to live the point of incarnating is to be here and be human and live it and experience Absolutely. it. Yeah. Don't, don't close ourselves off and stop experiencing life. We're supposed to uh, take all of this and we're supposed to live and experience. And you know, Robin and I teach an experiential path as well. So, you know, this is very, very interesting how all of this ties together with everything we believe and everything that we've brought to this uh, to have you know conversations with you that uh reinforce all of those those uh those thinkings you know and and thoughts and ideas so uh it's very very exciting uh to to see how all of it ties together there's no real differences in any of this, and we 're all connected yeah
2: and 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 when you again you you don't have to do. Uh, Mosh, You don't have to know Mosh, But all that is required is to retreat, to go in those moments of silence. And you're going mm. to find that alignment. You're going to find that mm-hmm. you're going to tune in yourself. And, and nature, to me, is, is one of the greatest tools to tune in, to inline, to, to, to find that space. And, well, nature has been given to all of us. Is is not an exclusive thing that you can only get in a time or in a space, or it's mm-hmm. there for everybody and it's real
0: yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. That's that's awesome, well, Andy. Thank you so much. Yeah,
0: and I, 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 man, the hour has flown by. It is the top of the hour, and uh, we are, we're we're coming up on the end of the show, and it seems like we could just keep going. But I wanted to say thank you again. Uh, for being with us, yes, thank you uh, for sharing. You know all of your all of your thoughts, and, and you know for everybody that's listening, this is what it's like to sit in class with him. This is just so cool, <laughs> and and so uh, you guys just got a little taste. And if you're interested in learning more about being a student at the Yoga Veda, Yoga Veda Institute. Uh, go on our our web page, or our, our Facebook page. Go to uh, the Ujvala Ayurveda and Yoga Center Facebook page, and while you're there, click like. Uh, but look at the uh, post, uh, the pinned post has some links uh, to some of the programs that are going on at the uh, at the institute, and you can get involved as well. Uh, you can be a part of this class. You can be a part of hanging out and listening to, uh, Andy, uh, talk about this, this philosophy stuff that we're just, just sharing right now. And you're getting, like I said, a little piece of it. And, uh, Andy, thank you for coming on and sharing uh, yourself with all of our listeners.
2: No, well, thank you for inviting me. It was my pleasure.
1: And, uh, I hope that sometime, uh, Future, you'll have you'll have uh, enough time, and maybe come back, and we can continue this conversation. I really enjoy it, and I do honestly look forward every week to our philosophy class and just sitting, you know, sitting, listening, and talking, and discussing. And it's it's been a, a wonderful learning experience for us. Uh, and uh, so I just want to say thank you for that. And um, good night, I guess. Are we are we just about done?
0: Yeah, we're we're done. So um, thanks to all of the listeners that stayed up uh, past bedtime because we're all supposed to be asleep by 10 o'clock except on Tuesday nights when you're listening to us. Uh, so <laughs> I'm supposed to be in bed by nine and asleep by 10, but we're, but you're staying up just to listen to us and we appreciate you being here with us. Uh, those of you that are listening on the, on the East coast, uh, those of you that are on central time, it's time to go to bed. So we're, you're not staying up too terribly <laughs> late, but uh so, thanks, everybody. Uh, thanks again, Andy. We look forward to talking with you again. Look forward to class coming up. Thank and, you. And uh, uh, thanks again to all of our listeners. Everyone, have a wonderful week filled with love and with wonder. Uh, good night, everybody. Good
1: night. Good night, Andy. Thank you.
0: Good night. God bless you and take care.
1: You too. Thanks. <laughs>